Joining us now in our studios is Superintendent of Schools, Dr. Matt Hillman. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Jeff. A happy Tuesday to you on this crisp and beautiful day and yeah. gorgeous downtown Northfield. And we got beautiful weather all the way, and hey, really that. today's not too bad, so yeah. it's just about average. We got that going for us. Uh, last night, the Northfield uh, School Board met to, uh, let's see, where, where do you want to start at, Matt? Well, I, I think the first thing I want to share is that uh, we recognized Board Chair Claudia Gonzalez-George um, because the Minnesota School Boards Association, uh, Minnesota School Boards Association, re- is recognize her, recognizing her for completing their leadership series. So, um, Minnesota School Boards Association offers four level of training for school board members uh, throughout the state, and there's some legal uh, pieces around completing at least one of them. I think it's actually two of them that you're expected to complete uh, when you run. But there are four phases. And of course, not everybody completes all four phases, and Claudia has taken the time to do that. And so she's been recognized by the School Boards Association for uh, completing the leadership series. And we just really appreciate Claudia's leadership as our board chair and her dedication to the school district. Um, you know, it's not everybody who goes and gets all four levels of uh, phase training. So we're just really appreciative of her commitment to our district vision, to our students our families, uh, our staff, and our community. So congratulations to Claudia. Yeah, good work, Claudia. She is a hardworking person. And, uh, folks, there's there's not a whole lot of financial reward to that, but you're doing it for the betterment of uh, the school district and for the city of Northfield. So thank you, Claudia. Good Public work. service. Yeah. Who exactly. knew, right? <laughs> Let's uh, move uh, on into uh, uh, other parts of that meeting. You had a truth in taxation. Talk. Let's talk about that. I know that you've uh, you've had other people making the rounds on the shows about mm-hmm. this because it's that annual time of the year where governmental agencies hold their required truth and taxation meeting. Uh, we did uh, last night as well. Unlike a lot of the other taxing jurisdictions, as we've said probably a hundred thousand times on this show over the years, that you know our levy, our annual uh, levy, is highly regulated by the state and. It's either very highly regulated by the state or uh, there are parts of the levy that are voter approved. So unlike other taxing jurisdictions, we've got uh, there's tight reins on what we are able to put into the levy. Um, This year, our overall levy increase is 3.84%. Now, that's the total amount that the levy is increasing compared to last year. So what that means is we, we levy a flat dollar amount. So this year in what's called pay 24, we're levying uh, $21.9 million in local property taxes uh, versus about $21.1 million uh, in pay 23. And when we look at our average levy increase over the past five years, the Northfield School District has had, I think, a very reasonable annual increase of 1.88% annually over the last five years. That's the average. Uh, 43% of our levy is voter approved. And uh, in, this is where the 3.84 levy percent increase doesn't equate exactly to how a homeowner's um, taxes would be affected. And uh, if you have owned a $350,000 home in our district, in the um, unicorn event mm-hmm. that your house stayed at the same exact valuation as it did last year, again, unicorn, highly unlikely, your school taxes would have actually gone down 6%. Now, we know that, that nobody's valuation stayed the same, but... Uh, I like to share that because I do think it shows uh, some fiscal stewardship. And part of this was also good timing. We had some increases that were um, in the levy from state legislation, uh, some other pieces that uh, uh, the inflationary uh, index, for example, on our voter approved operating levy. But we also retired the middle school debt uh, last year. So while we had an increase in some parts of our levy, just good planning allowed us to sunset some other debt and keep 
uh, a pretty reasonable levy increase, uh, you know, in comparison to a lot of different things going on today. You know, with the school district, you're, as you mentioned, you're kind of unique in that uh, you, uh, and, and unique in the fact that the, your fiscal year is a school year. So I think there's a, probably a little bit of confusion with some people. Are we levying now? Do we do that? But uh, you, you, you have to have it for property tax purposes. Kind of, if you could explain that in a nutshell for us. So it is an unusual circumstance, right? So we do have our taxing year is January through December. Pay 24 is what we call it. Uh, and we get those levy dollars to be used for our fiscal year, twenty four twenty five. So the dollars that we start receiving from taxes, you know, in twenty twenty four, we are not able to start to expend until July one of uh, twenty twenty four, and then allowed to use that obviously all the way through uh, January of twenty, or excuse me, June of twenty twenty five. We have the ability to hold a fund balance, uh, and so part of last night's truth in taxation was uh, a budget revision. And so Val Murdersdorf uh, provided a budget revision last night. I'm going to come in in a couple weeks. We could talk about that budget revision then. Okay, sounds good. Uh, once again, Superintendent Hillman is with us. Uh, one of the other items on the uh, agenda last night was uh, concerning the uh, iPads, kind of yeah. out with the old and in with the new. Uh, talk to us about that. So as we've talked many times before, Jeff, one of our district strategic commitments is to stewardship. So we're always really thoughtful in how we use the resources that we have. And we did, um, we have a, a lease plan, and so we did update our student iPads this fall, and we replaced uh, approximately 3,800 sixth-generation iPads with ninth-generation iPads, and so you can see the cycle that we have there. And so what happens is once we've completed the lease, we own that equipment, and then our district technology services staff, led by uh, Nate Knudsen, our director of technology services, do an amazing job of taking all of those uh, iPads that we have cycled out making sure they're clean, making sure they are, you know, wiped uh, in an appropriate way so there's no data remaining on them. They prepare them for sale. We then uh, offer an opportunity for companies to come and bid on the entire fleet. Uh, a company can't come in and say, well, I'd like to, you know, uh, bid on a thousand of them. Nope, you either bid on them all or you bid on none of them. And so we, I, I think people say, well, is there really a market for, you know, six generation iPads? Turns out there is. We had 16 bids, believe it or not. Wow. And the winning bid was from Electronics Deals Incorporated at what's called a guaranteed price of $363,090. Now, those dollars are deposited into our operating capital uh, account. And we really, one of our goals is to be able to offset one of the years of the new leases cost. So the lease cost for this year is roughly around a little bit more than about $402,000. So you know, we recouped quite a bit of that first year lease by selling uh, the fleet of iPads. And so it's a strategy we could lease and send them back at the end, but we choose to lease them and then be able to own them at the end. We prepare them for sale. We take bids. Uh, and then uh, we got a winning bid of $363,090. So all right. really great work by Nate Knudsen and his team. Nobody sees them doing all of that work preparing iPads for sale Val Murdersdorf is just really an expert in this area of making sure we get it out and get quality bids. So we're really pleased with the results. Yeah, that's uh, wiping uh, clean 3,800 iPads. Wow, that sounds and that's like a just a team of about six people. Wow. Man, that's a lot of iPads. Uh, we have kind of limited time yeah. today. I want to move on to facilities. Got a uh, coming up tonight, another uh, tour of the uh, Northfield High School. You went uh, last Saturday on the tour of the Owatonna High School. Uh, was it attended well? What did you find out? 
Yeah, so let's just remind people, the tour tonight is at 6 p.m. We're going to start in the high school media center. Uh, I'm sure there's an event tonight, so when you come in uh, the doors and under door, door number 10, uh, we'll have people waiting at that door uh, to be able to get into the academic part of the school to be able to help to get you to the media center for the tour. So the tour is from 6 to 8. It's not a drop-in tour. Um, it is you come and we give you a presentation and we actually take you through the whole building. We did go to Oatana uh, to see uh, the new high school there on Saturday. It's important because very few new high schools are built. And in fact, you know, Oatana was re uh, replacing a building that was built in 1921, a building that they've attempted to replace with around seven referenda over the last 20 years and finally got something passed. I believe it was 2019 that they passed uh, that referendum. So new high school construction is rare in Minnesota. So getting a chance to see what does a 2023 high school look like was really important. We had 19 people from the community attend the tour. Uh, we had a chance to see all of it. Uh, Owatonna Superintendent Jeff Elstead was our tour guide. Really just an, a very interesting tour. Um, we were able to take away a lot of things that we could apply design or thought process it wasn't necessarily about a particular solution, but what does 2023 construction look like? Uh, we continue as a as the school board uh, attempting to, we really started to define the problems that we're trying to solve at Northfield High School. Uh, we've looked at what are the reactions that we have to those problems? How are they impacting our students? How are they, how are they uh, impacting our ability to efficiently operate the school district? Um, how is it affecting the dollars that we're spending in the community for you know, increased utility costs because of inefficient systems, et cetera. Uh, and then looking at what are the reactions to those. And now we're starting to get to that point of thinking about, okay, what are the potential options? So I really encourage people to uh, just lean in and uh, get involved. If you get a chance to go on an Owatonna High School tour, please do so. It's just very interesting to see just the major differences. Lots of natural light, lots of uh, tall ceilings. Uh, lots of places for students to collaborate and practice as if they're going to be in the workforce. They have a full classroom um, that was really sponsored by the Mayo Clinic with um, uh, you know, dummies, if you will, that uh, students can work and practice on and essentially nearly get an LPN uh, before they leave Owatonna High School. They have full uh, technology education labs, automotive, metal fabrication, woods. Uh, they have a culinary arts, which is more like a commercial kitchen uh, kind of thing. It just... It really is an, a very interesting uh, design as we move forward. It's if you can, you cannot adequately understand how different it is from the 1960s construction uh, that our students uh, go to every day. <laughs> I'm just thinking about the classes uh, that, that are available now. Wow, that uh, that didn't happen when I was and going through school. We offer almost all of those classes, mm -hmm. right? Our students can have some nursing experience, you know, through partnerships with you know, uh, you know, local area um, retirement centers, etc. Um, some CNA kinds of things, um, but it just having the facility that supports instruction. What's really interesting is I think some people say, well, how would teaching change in a new building? Isn't teaching teaching? And I understand that perspective because, you know, we, we all have our own experience in school and we overlay that on what we think is still happening today. What is really clear is that when you do have a new facility, uh, teachers do take advantage of it and they do teach differently to meet the needs of today's students. I I just think about, you know, our school, um, as lovable it is, as it is in many ways, was built before a human stepped foot on the moon. And, you know, today we are looking farther into the universe than ever before with things like the James Webb Telescope. And so we think about the new construction today of, of what where we are moving forward versus what we had 
uh, really at the height of the Cold War, if you will. It's just a different mentality. And so certainly not saying that we need what Oatana has. Northfield is different. We have a different community. We have a different set of needs. And so what we can learn from others and learn from what they're doing and how are we able to apply that here. All right, Matt, I know you're on a tight schedule today. Thank you so much for coming in. We appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And we will talk to you again in a couple of weeks. You got it.